This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Attention, the Milf and Me podcast contains strong language and open conversations about sexuality, a multitude of lifestyles, and occasional conversations of political fuckery. Keep politics out of your pants, folks. Your hosts, Antonio and Diana, are not certified relationship therapists. We are cynical assholes with microphones, pretty much like every other podcast. We are happy to be a part of the Deluxe Edition Network. Please find them at deluxeeditionnetwork.com and tune in to the two featured podcasts of the month, that being the Barrel-Aged Chicks and the Deep Dark Secrets podcast. So without further ado, let's get into the show. I accidentally got cream pie twice yesterday, and um, that meant I had to take two plan Bs in one day. Both <laughs> times were accidental, but when it happened the first time, I was like, it's fine, I'll just get plan B. But then when it happened the second time, I was stressed because I didn't know if the first plan B I took would cover me for the second time I got cream pie or if I needed a new one. <laughs> so I had to do the walk of shame back to the pharmacist and ask her if the first one would work or if I needed a new one. Moral of the story, don't get cream pie twice in one day. <laughs> uh, wow. I'm impressed. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the MILF and Me podcast. I'm your host, Antonio, here with my lovely co-host, Diana. Yes. The studio's looking good, right? Yeah, it is. The ambiance in here is something. Sexy as fuck. The sad thing is, is because we're still like waiting on tech before we actually do video again. Yeah. The lights for the video are going to fuck it all up. But right now it's like... Yeah, it's good shit. Right? This is like mm -hmm. risky business style sexy. Mm -hmm. Like I could start running a brothel out of the studio. It's sexy <laughs> as fuck. You've yes. got your own neon light behind you that says MILF. I do. It's so adorable. And I've got one behind me that says me. Not as fun, not as sexy, but it's the truth. I'm me. <laughs> it's so good. I mean, I wonder what these people were thinking when they were making this MILF neon light. Like... Someone's getting crazy with this milk <laughs> Like, why is it our number one seller on Amazon? <laughs> so good. And it's pink. Like, do these change colors, the neon light ones? You can order it pink, blue, orange, okay. purple. But I got you the pink just and because thank it, you. it goes with your side of the room and mine's like the blue side of the room. It so. is, yes. Yep. Well, welcome back to the studio. Yeah, thank you. It's been a couple weeks since our disastrous video actually you know what it's not disastrous yeah it was unfortunate it was unfortunate mm -hmm. everything that we did was right it yeah. looked good mm -hmm. the episode which came out last week turned out really good yeah we sounded great we obviously. sounded great the content was great we got a lot of great feedback from it yeah there just wasn't any video so yeah. we're working on it you'll get a couple more of these audio episodes mm -hmm. but you'll get video very soon we're almost to that point where we can start doing it again yeah. Thank you for your patience. And then once we start doing the video, you're going to get real fucking sick of seeing our faces. Well, they have the option <laughs> of just not watching, you know. That's true. Like, I don't want to turn on YouTube and see these fucking fools again in person. So. Yeah. Yeah. 
And we've had some fun over the last couple of weeks. You know, again, like we, we've sandbagged episodes and for good yes, reason. Yes, we've been busy. We've been busy. I went to Vegas. I went to a punk mm-hmm. rock festival. Crazy. I thought I'd be too old to thoroughly enjoy it. Nope. I still like charged the stage and jumped <laughs> in the mosh pit like a fucking idiot. Oh, my hell. And you didn't break anything? You don't need a hip replacement or anything weird? No, no. I think that I was like on whatever reserve testosterone I've been saving for like the last 10 years. I was going to say for the last 10 it's years. It's like it was okay kids this is what we're gonna go in now and do this it's your last chance wild weekend in vegas right and then this last weekend yeah we got to see duran duran and the cure we did yes you know with people our age yeah yep. i got some tickets for my ex-husband and you and your entourage it was good it was fun it was a lot of fun it's exactly what i needed this was like the first real weekend i've had of that kind of shit Mm -hmm. since the pandemic really yeah i haven't gone anywhere so this was really exciting well because i had a baby in the pandemic and so that's Mm -hmm. what i've been doing too is we had a pandemic baby (laughs) and then essentially another pandemic baby in the form of these podcasts that's been taking like the other chunk of my time so (laughs) That's interesting. Well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you got to get out and have that fun. Yeah. And it leads me into a holiday that I never really appreciated until recently. Mm-hmm. It's Father's Day week. Yes, it is. And, you know, yeah, I've been a father for, what, 13 years with my son, but mm-hmm. a single dad. Yeah. And I don't know. It really depends. I don't feel like a lot of single dads get Father's Day appreciations. You know, in my case, I really don't from my former spouse. Mm -hmm. If I do get any, it's from you and from my mom, which Mm -hmm. means the world to me that I get at least that. I even wish you a happy Mother's Day every year. I know, and I wish you a happy Father's Day, too. (laughs) Some people frown on that shit. I'm like, get over it. It's just a joke. Yeah. We get it. We get it. I mean, I don't need the happy Father's Day as much as you need the happy Mother's Day. I'll tell you right now. But for the last five years, I've been with somebody who's been like helping me out with my son a lot but the last three years Mm -hmm. she was you know pregnant with the baby for nine months and now we have a beautiful two-year-old girl and I've had real father's days again yeah and it's so much fun and I had like a great couple weeks leading up to father's day this year yeah it's gonna get better and better when she gets older too oh I know when she's gonna start making me like those little mugs at school or little handprint little handprint things yeah I'm Mm -hmm. excited And that's kind of leading us into this episode. You know, our MILF and Me podcast is really just based off of the idea that we are single parents in a conservative state where people don't really want to date people like you and me. You know, I got really lucky with my partner Mm -hmm. and I'm very lucky to be in this situation. You are lucky enough to have a really good ex-husband that helps you with the kids and you guys have a great mutual thing. But when it comes to dating you, Mm -hmm. it's been a challenge as long as I've known you. Yeah, because it's just, oh my God, you have three kids. Holy shit. You know, it's like, it's almost like they automatically, men automatically go to this place of, I'm not ready to take on a woman and three kids. Right. And I'm going over here. I'm sitting over here thinking you only get me. Right. My kids are a bonus. Yes. But they have a dad. Right. (laughs) I'm not looking for a dad for my kids, you know, and that's the beautiful thing about my situation. That's not how everyone has it. You know, unfortunately, they're looking for someone to help them raise their kids. But for me, I'm just looking for my partner. Like, my kids are good. 
And that's one of the things that we've talked about in the before on this episode on this podcast is the amount of single dads out there that don't have full custody, which I pretty much do. Yeah. You know, I have full physical custody, but I split legal with his mom. Yeah. And he gets to go see her on the weekends because it's not court mandated, but he likes it. It's healthy for him. Yeah. And when she's on point, she's on point. Right. It's just better for him. And it's also, like you said, with your situation, better to not have a, a relationship full of animosity towards yeah, each other. Yeah, it's you know? just not worth it. It's too much. It's too heavy. And, you know, and as the kids get older, they pick up on that energy and they right. sense it. They see it. They hear little things. And we just, we are clean. We're not messy. And we're very, very good at co-parenting for sure. And that's not to say that everyone has that luxury, right? Like right. there are people that they have animosity or zero connection whatsoever, you know, yes. God bless them for doing what they do to keep on point. But, you know, I feel that single dads do get left out of the conversation quite a lot. And I just didn't know a lot about it. And that's what this episode's about. Yeah. I kind of dug into like, what does it mean to be a single dad in America? And some of the answers in the numbers really surprised me. Mm-hmm. So, as of right now, 2022, 16.1% of single parent households are headed by fathers. That's up from 12.5% in 2007. And in the early 2000s, it was 8%. Oh, so there wow. are now a lot more single fathers heading households than there were not even 20 years ago. Yeah. And they say one of the main reasons why that is, is online dating. Yeah, that there are moms out there, not saying all moms, there are moms out there who get so caught up in the dating world or finding a new partner that they have zero reservations about just handing the kid to the father. Uh, Where in the old days, it was like, I need to raise the child. I'm the nurturer. I'm the I'm the strength. I'm the backbone of this child's future. And you're just the, the checkbook. You're just the wallet. Oh my gosh. So they're just like here because I'm going to date. So you get to take care of the kids. My guess is, and this is completely hypothetical, mm-hmm. is that they're like, no one's going to want to date me if I have this kid around. Oh. So let the kid live with their father. And this is my opportunity to start a new life. And once that life is established, I can reintroduce myself into that kid's life. If this is you, women out there shame on you shame on you that's fucked up what's funny is that used to be the stigma of single dads like back in the 80s and 90s i see that like when you and i are growing up yeah the the stereotypical single dad as soon as the divorce happened he went goes and gets an earring goes and buys a porsche it's a deadbeat dad right yeah you know oh i'll have the kid on sunday maybe right you know yeah and then sunday comes and he's like hey can you keep the kid that was literally right that was literally (laughs) the stereotype for the 80s and 90s and i'm not saying that it's fully flipped but it's kind of gone the opposite direction weird now how about this Single fathers are more likely to be divorced and less likely to be in poverty compared to single mothers. So they are more than likely, if you're seeing a single dad, guys aren't just out having kids Mm -hmm. to keep the kids. If they're single dads, it means that they were once married and are now divorced and have a kid. And because, you know, they're men and this is kind of a patriarchal society, 
they do obviously have more money, more financial security than the mom does. Yeah. That is why divorce laws are written the way they are. The Utah divorce laws are so different than so many places in the entire country. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that's like where sometimes I get a little too harsh on them because they yeah. really are made for the women's best interest, but it's based off of census percentages, yeah, right? Exactly. It's based off the bulk. You and I are in really good situations for what our marriages and divorces and the way we're raising our kids are. Yep. But that's not the norm. That's not the state. Oh, I know. Yeah. Trust me. I mean, as I've been dating all these years, I mean, that has that even makes it harder for me, honestly, is because the relationship is so good that I have, that I have built or that my ex and I have both built that if we meet people that have shitty drama with their ex and everything's on point, they're great in all the ways, but then there's this one huge fucking thing, this big elephant in the room and it's the drama and the hatred they have towards their ex. Right. And it's like, Ooh, gross. No, like I can't date you. Mm -hmm. This isn't going to work. I mean, I'm that's number one rule. That's like, Huge, huge red flag, and I recognize that super quick. There's red flags I don't recognize. We know this. We know this, but that's a big one. That's a huge one, and I, I abort. I abort every time. Right. If someone is comfortable enough to bathe in the animosity towards their ex, that means that they're already marinated in that, and that's going to affect their relationship with you. Especially if there's kids. Like, Especially if the, they're kids. This is the mother to your children. Don't be a dick. Well, and that's the part that even freaks me out because we all know about the divorce rates. We've talked about it yeah, where like they keep getting stupid. bigger and bigger. But one of the things that we keep forgetting is the percentage of those divorces that actually have children. Yeah. So in the 1960s, it was only 4% of children that lived with a single parent. And right now, it's 27.1. So more than a quarter of all children in the Shit. United States live with a single parent. You don't wow. think about that. You just think about the divorce rate. You don't think right. about the percentage of children that only live with one parent. So I don't know. I, I would have to say that we talk about this a lot, whether it's a relationship or whether it's a marriage. Yeah. There is a point where you have to pull the plug. You know, you yeah. have to. You can try to work it. You can try to do therapy. And if you do and it works, I am envious of your situation. Yeah. I mean, we are pro-marriage. We want it to work out for you. But if it becomes unhealthy... Right. Or it, dangerous. You know, dangerous or unhealthy. Absolutely. Then there's reason. And that's where divorced. I get upset at some of these gurus we talk about, because especially the men one where it's like marriage is an L. I'm not going to get married unless I 100 percent know the woman is going to be 100 percent submissive to me and my desires and my yeah. needs and let me be a man. Well, it's that fucking attitude that's making women leave marriages. Yeah, you know? it's like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's you a, stay married to me. You're mine. Right. It's jerk off logic. It doesn't make any sense. You love me. <laughs> and it's like, oh, gross. Like, just be your own person. So here's an interesting one. Single fathers are more likely to be white, older, and somewhat better educated compared to single mothers. All right. I don't want to get into like a racial conversation. I don't want to get into like a class war conversation. These mm -hmm. are just statistics. This comes from the Census Bureau. This isn't me I looked it up on YouTube and I saw a TikTok about it. No, this is from the Census Bureau's website. Uh, TikTok. So almost 60% of single father families are white. And this is the interesting part too. When it comes to African-Americans, only 10% of African-American males are single fathers. So there's a huge 
gap there. There wow. are almost, what, five times as many single fathers that are white than there are African-Americans. That is crazy. Now, again, maybe it's the disparity of wage. I don't know. I'm not educated enough in this field to make any kind of hypothesis about it. But when people look at these figures, it's really easy for these jerk-offs that we see to use these kind of stats in their defense of like racism, classism, yeah. uh, the hoe vibe of different yes. ethnicities. Yes. And it, that's where data kind of sucks. That's what uh, Stephanie and Mariah said when they were on the show, is that they hate data because data can be manipulated into... Oh, absolutely. Into, I do too. I yeah. hate it. It's like, okay, yeah, we're looking at facts, but it's really easy to mold those facts into an ideology that's convincing because you've got a piece of paper that says, well, look, you can just look at the data. Yeah, and this is from 2016. Yeah, and who knows how much has changed since 2016. Holy we shit. had a fucking pandemic. Right. You know? Divorce rates went up and then they went down because people were like, oh shit, I can't afford to live by myself yeah. in this world, so I'm going to stick it out with this woman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's interesting is that the Hispanic percentage is pretty even. Like it's right between 20 and 30% of equal Hispanic fathers and equal Hispanic mothers. I think a lot of that also has to do with like the work ethic of Hispanic people. Yep. I can see that. You know, like my dad, you know, he was an immigrant. He wasn't a first generation American. Mm -hmm. He had a very, very strong work ethic where he knew that he was perfectly fine for the rest of his life, putting in 80 hour weeks and never seeing me as long as I was okay. Like, that's yeah. all he cared about. Yeah. And I don't want to start playing, like, the race card on people, but do you know how many men I know my age who are of the whiter persuasion that all they want to do is just sit and play fucking video games when they get home from work and uh -huh. not play with their kids yeah. and not go on walks and not go on hikes? Like, yeah, it's, it's a thing. It is a thing. You know? And, again, we live in a predominantly white state, so most of my, yeah. my experiences are based with that. I really don't have any information from, like, other ethnicities from other cities. But, again, that's interesting. And I don't know what it's like from the wife's side. I mean, do you have any friends that – have issues with their husbands of like, oh my God, like. No. Yeah. I don't. But you also are surrounded by very successful and driven people. I am. Yes. I mean, no, I really don't. And I don't have a ton of girlfriends. I mean, the girlfriends that I have that are single moms, there's not a lot of drama in their life with their ex. Right. You know, with the, with the dad to their kids. And so, yeah, I have. I've really, I've really built, I've built this circle of people in my life, I guess. Like, I'm really picky on who is in my, because of that. Right. Like, I don't want drama. I don't want the messiness. Like, handle it, you know, get the therapy you need, and then let's reconnect maybe in a year or two when things are handled. Like, even if it's a woman or a friend that's a dude, like, handle your shit. Stop trying to be social and having a social life and dating when what you need to do is handle the fact that you guys hate each other's guts. How about that? I'm Chris. And I'm Mel. And together we host the podcast Spoil, Spoil My, My Movie. Movie. We were watching movies anyway. And we were having in-depth conversations about those movies too. So we decided to share our thoughts with the world. You can expect me to gripe about inaccurate details like supposedly cold weather, but you can't see anyone's breath. And you can expect me to be totally adorable, but also psychologically deep. And by the end of each episode, we'll provide our respective ratings. 
using a rating scale custom tailored to the movie in question. Check us out wherever you get your podcasts. We're everywhere. We're actually behind you right now. It's also interesting, too, because like you and I, we have friend groups and friend circles, but they're really kind of intimate. Yeah, you know, and totally I, are. I I told you this a few episodes ago. I have a hard time wanting to bring more people into my circle because I like my circle the way it is. Yeah, and you and I both have friends that they just want to collect people. Yeah, you know, we we both have friends who are like, I just am the collector. I collect yeah. people. I collect groups. Well, you know what happens then? You get all these different personalities with all these different yeah. opinions, and there's always that one person that feels like they are in charge of either fixing or connecting or correcting people's lives. And people really don't want that. Yeah. And then when you try and force a group of people together and interact and, and vibe, it doesn't always work. And you and I have been in that situation plenty of times where it's like, oh my God, I am not vibing with this group right now, but I don't want to hurt my friend's feelings. Yes, totally. Um, I've also been in a situation too where um, there are people that are people collectors, like you said, but it's it's not to the depth of what you're describing. It's just people collectors when we're in a, the same space. So right. like if we're at karaoke or something, then all of a sudden our group of five went to 15 or 20 because we're just collecting a bigger group and having fun with a lot of people. Yeah. Those people collector type personalities are my favorite Yeah, because they just feel so comfortable and so safe. Like you never feel uncomfortable around them. You know, they're just always open and loving. I mean, I had a really close friend um, that was that way. She sadly, unfortunately passed away recently, um, but she was a people collector and she was known for that. Mm -hmm. And everyone felt so comfortable around her. She had every walk of life. She was friends with every type and every walk of life, you know? And those are the people that don't they don't have drama <laughs> it's not worth it to them to get involved in drama so if they had a friend that was like oh I don't like that person I don't like her like who's that she's too pretty or blah 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 like it's not even welcome in that space because it's too safe right it's too the energy is too good that no one would ever come into that group with that attitude you yeah. know for me I look at it as almost like a pair of shoes right I've got my different friends for all my different occasions. And very yeah, rarely, sure. very rarely do we all get together and do stuff it's because so we true. all don't vibe. It's so like, true. You and I vibe in a very different way than my than Mikey and I vibe. Like yeah. Mikey and I have a lot of fun together. Yeah. But sometimes in a group, everyone's like, Mikey, stop fucking talking. You're too loud. Like I like him like that. Yeah. But not everyone does. So you do kind of develop this. Right. This sense of like, okay, this is my friend for this occasion. This is my friend for this occasion. Yeah, like your weekend in Vegas. Yeah. You knew damn well not to invite me to something like that. Or Kristen. Kristen is not built for festivals. I am (laughs) not about that. And I don't like that type of music. And I'm like, you're sending me pictures. And I got a couple of videos. And I'm like, gag. Like, I hope you're having fun. Like You're like, it smells like old man weed. I can smell it through your phone. That's annoying. (laughs) I would have been like, fuck, this music is horrible. Get me the fuck out of here. Right. And Which so is great. it's the same thing. Like, you know who your people are to invite to certain things for sure. You know what bugs me, though? It bugs me when you have and not even friends. Let's say you have like an acquaintance or something like that who they just want to be involved, even though they know they don't like it. <laughs> I fucking hate that. And sometimes people I know for years, I don't think are like that. They'll pop up out of nowhere and just be like, 
I want to go, I want to go. And so you're like, okay, let's take you. And then it's a fucking mistake. When can yeah. we leave? This yeah. menu sucks. These yeah. drinks are too expensive. It's been a minute since I've had that experience, but I do know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think we just get smarter and older and more selective. Yeah. Our time is valuable. Our energy is valuable. Totally. Now, this is a part that kind of really bugs me. It's going to sound a little red pilly, but again, these are just stats I have zero skin in this game. Okay, let's hear it. So this says, according to, uh, this was off of singleparent.com, 63% of women under 30 say they would not date a single dad because they understand that the kids are going to be a large part of his time and energy and is not worth the sacrifice. What do you think about that? Yeah, it's true. I mean, that was that was one of my requirements for many, many years that I was never, I would never go out on a date unless he had at least one kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went against that and I actually had two serious relationships um, in the past 11 years of being divorced. I had two serious relationships and they were never dads. They didn't have any kids ever. But this is the opposite. This is saying women under 30 that would not date a single dad. Yes, I know. No, I'm getting there. Just wait for okay, it. Okay, sorry. So... Then I realized, you know, this is good to date someone maybe that doesn't have a kid because you don't get the drama of the ex-wife or ex-baby mama, right? So (laughs) I kind of flip-flop back and forth with this one, honestly. As it's your right to. You know, because there's pros and cons. Yeah. Right? Drama. There's a lot of women that are jealous. Yeah. Which is weird because I'm like a really loving person. Like I would give her a hug. Hi, it's good to meet you. You know, like I'm not trying to be a mom to your kids. Um, So that is a huge reason as to why women under this age group would not date a single dad. But what if they had kids? Like, don't you think it's kind of a double standard for a woman who has kids to say that she won't date a man with kids? I do think it's a double standard, but I know why she's not doing it. Right. Because women are catty towards other women. And they just simply don't want the drama. I guess that's true. And men, it's kind of like built into us that we want to impress you and please you. Yes. And okay, well, your kids, I'm going to try and love them and treat them as well as I treat my kids. Right. Which some women are great with and some women are like, no, don't even look at my kids. It's like, yeah. it's, a, it's a weird one. Yep. And it, it, the math adds up because it says that 76% of men between the age of 30 and 50 would happily date a single mom. Yep. And the stuff that we've played on these love gurus in the past who are like, women over 35, a single moms are expired women, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, I, I get where that kind of rhetoric is attractive to men who have like tried and failed or who have fallen in love with single moms and have yep. been pushed aside. Like, I get it. I understand why they push that message the way they do. Yes. What I don't like is the fact that that's not every situation, and they're painting it as if that's your only option. Right. Like, you can't fall in love with a single mom. She's just going to chew you up and spit you out. You know, I guarantee you there are people out there that are just looking for a person just like you, and they'll love their kids and your kids the same. Yeah. But that's not fun. That's not fun to put on social media. That's not fun to build an audience or follows yeah. or likes with. You have to be polarizing or else people don't give a shit, essentially. I mean, yeah, this is this is a big topic. I mean, I mean, single dating a single mom is I mean, I'm biased. I'm a single mom. You know, I see the pros and cons. I see right down the middle. I see both sides of the story, as I do with a lot of things like we talk about here. 
single moms are, we juggle, you know, and we are planners. Like we plan, we're very um, accountable and we hold our kids accountable. I mean, most moms do. So I think dating a single mom for a man that has kids himself, I think it's smart. I think it's good because Mm -hmm. we don't fuck around, quite honestly. Like when you have kids that you have to take care of, um, get to school at a certain time or dance or this or that, like we have responsibilities. We're not fucking off. I think too that like cheating even. Yeah. You know, when you have kids and your kids have met the guy you're with, your kids are going to know if you're bringing some other dude around. Right. I mean, the, I don't know what the percentages are, like, fuck the data on this, but I'm sure if you have children, like the women that are in a relationship, they're less likely to cheat on their boyfriend, honestly. I think so too. You know? Um, But yeah, I think single moms are amazing. They're great. There's, that is a job slash career, however, whatever you want to call it that we never, ever, ever get reimbursed for it, ever. And we some days we don't get thanked, and some days we don't we aren't appreciated. The exact same goes for single dads. And that's exactly why I know you, you picked this topic. I think, like you said, society goes towards single moms more, like more attention towards that. But men get overlooked because of the stigma I agree. of men. Yes. Because of the deadbeat dad. Because of the, oh, you're divorced, what'd you do? What'd you do? What did you do? Like, you're a single dad. Well, where's the mom? What'd you do? You know? And it's like, no, 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 no. Like, why? Why are men getting shit on, right? Right. So I get it. I totally understand. And I'm actually really glad that you chose this subject, even though it's a little bit more serious. But men don't get enough credit, for sure. Especially if they're healthy and the marriage ended because she fucked off and did something or got addicted to something or I don't fucking know. Whatever it was that this person did... Mm -hmm that has ended their marriage or they just decided it wasn't healthy anymore and they parted ways. The single dad will always, and it's unfortunate, it's not going to change, but he will always be looked at as... Like the instigator of something suspicious. Yes. The guilty one, let's put it that way. Yes, and the one that doesn't have full custody either. Well, yeah, that kind of happened with me. Like, even though people didn't know the entire situation of my breakup back yeah. in the day, everyone sided with the with with his mom, with my kid's mom. I'm not getting the story, but right, you know, I had a very, very good attorney and a very, very good therapist who was just like, you know, the people that love you and know you are the people who are always going to stand by you, yeah, and defend you against the people who are going to say, you know, you're a terrible, terrible person and. You know, your, your ex-wife should take you for everything, which at the time was fucking nothing. You know, yeah, like yeah. I had nothing. Uh, and it's true. Those people are still my best friends today. You know, you, you and I hadn't connected when I had gotten divorced, but yeah. I know that you would have been right there with me during for that sure. whole time. For sure. This is something that I kind of also wanted to bring up as, as long as I'm talking about the single dad thing. And just we talked about insecurities and vulnerabilities. Yeah. You know, when... I got divorced. I was in a serious relationship for a few years with someone much younger than me that for sure was never going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And between that time and the time that I met my person, Kristen, who I'm with, who I'm madly in love with and have a really fantastic relationship with, mm-hmm. I did what you did. I tried to only date single moms. Yeah. I, I thought that that was the best option for me because my son was so attached to the girl before that 
Yeah. I didn't want to like bring that into his life again and set him up for disappointment. So I really made it a purpose to only date single moms. And you are a hundred percent right. All these single moms, they wanted to fuck me. They wanted to hang out with me. They wanted to do everything, but get involved with my son. And once I even started mentioning my son or even like suggesting play dates or bringing him around, yeah, they'd fucking ghost me. Yeah. It was and over. these are women that had kids. These are women that had several kids. Yeah. Now this is where I'm getting with this. We keep hearing these masculine guru dudes sound like, you know, single moms are a loss and they're, you know, uh, not good for your, what's it called? Uh, ROI, return of investment. Oh yeah. We hear all that bullshit. Complete shit show. Yeah. This is where being a secure person really comes into play because when they left, when they split or when they just, you know, ghosted me or whatever, or told me to fight to my face, I don't want to be involved with your son. Yeah. Did I let that turn me against women? Did I let that turn me against single moms? No, I was secure in myself to say, that just wasn't the person for me. And let's try again. Right. And let's try again. Yeah. Like, I don't know where this idea is in men's heads that the first woman they fall in love with, be it a single mom or be it a childless woman, has to be the person that's going to make them happy forever. And if yeah. they don't, well, fuck her and fuck the rest of the women in this yeah. world. And I'm going to work on myself and be a man and be masculine. And It's because they're spineless. They're spineless. Yeah, they have to have that woman to complete them and complete them with a backbone. That's such the flip side of what they're projecting. Of I know being they drive me nuts. Secure men. They drive me nuts. I send you videos all the time. I know. And I like want to jump through the fucking screen and strangle these men. Cause it's, it's true. Yeah. They little five very, foot, very insecure. little five foot seven, yep. nothing beta me. Yep. Has a bigger backbone than some of these dudes that are driving McLarens and projecting themselves of Absolutely. high value all day long. We don't hear single dads. Yeah. Talk like that. No, these are, you know, that's my thing is like, okay, you want a genetic legacy? Well, good luck finding a woman that wants to have your child if this is what you're projecting all the time. You'll find plenty of women that just want to fuck you on your yacht for sure. Yep. But, you know, (laughs) if you're going to try and find a woman who's going to want to marry you and have a child and you whip out that prenup right away, well, yeah, I get why people with money do that. But Mm -hmm. also, that is the first sign of saying, I don't take this relationship very seriously. Yeah, exactly. I'm protecting myself from you. And my opinion is the woman that prenup is for isn't the type of woman you want to have a child with. Yeah. No, these guys aren't looking for anything long term. They're just looking for the fun weekend girl. Right. Yeah. Good dads, bad dads, single dads, married, happy dads. You know, I'm glad that men out there who are fathers and take it seriously, I'm glad that they have a day, you know? And here's the thing, we don't care. If we don't have a day, we don't care. Father's Day, I feel, really means nothing to most men, but when they get it, they're appreciative for it, you know? totally. And if you're dad, single dad, dad, whatever, like, dads are, especially at this age, like, it's sexy. It is such a turn on to be a good dad. To be a good dad, but not just that, but like to be healthy in all the ways and in all the places in your life. And even if you're not healthy, if you're working towards it. Healthy. And when I say healthy, obviously you and I are talking about the same thing. Right. Just for our listeners, 
uh, emotionally healthy, emotionally intelligent, like being healthy with your kids, being healthy with your kid's mom. Like that is some shit. That is so, so high value and so sexy. I love it. I actually love it. I'm so glad you said that because that just makes me feel so much better about myself. Yeah, good. It should. Let's see what we've got this week. For girls, compliments have an expiration date, but for guys, compliments are timeless. So, like, if you tell your girlfriend that she has the most beautiful legs in the world, she'll be happy for a few hours, but she's going to need to be reminded of this, like, 500 more times. Now, with guys, like, I remember a girl told me two years ago that I had really nice hands. I still remember that every single day. I will never need to be reminded of that. But you got to learn this as a guy because when you get in a relationship, your first reaction when they pull this like, you never compliment me thing is to be like, I literally told you yesterday how much I think you're beautiful or this or that. No, buddy, that compliment expired yesterday. You need a new one today. (laughs) An expiration date, huh? What do you think about that? (laughs) You're the girl. You're the MILF. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can see. I can see that there's a lot of truth to that. So I remember, I remember big compliments that are different type of compliments, you know, not just like, oh my God, you're so beautiful or you're so sexy. Like something that's like a unique compliment. Those are the compliments that I will remember forever. Those don't have an expiration date. So I think it just kind of depends on what it is that you're complimenting. Right. Um, but yeah, I can see that for sure. Women do need that more often. You know, we're we're interesting, complicated um, species of like... Well, I think you're conditioned that way. I think the reason why your compliments have an expiration date yeah. is because every man is trying to compliment you because he's trying to fuck you. True, and that's you, true. And you just... Okay, all right, it's like another penny in the jar. Oh yeah, how you many know, fucking pennies do I have now? And it's true. You're right, because... There have been relation men that I've been with where the compliments are coming in hard, right. and then we get into a relationship where we become exclusive. And guess what stops the compliments? But the compliments because now <laughs> they don't have to try so hard to get me. They got me. I got you. I already yeah. fucked you. You're good. It's true. I mean that it's not so much of a expiration date as it's a men do better. Yeah. Do well, better. I mean, if you think about it, if you go back and you look all of your text conversations whether it was on tinder or your facebook singles any of those dating apps yeah i guarantee you like the first 20 conversations you have are nothing but compliments from the men absolutely in one way or another because that's what we've can been conditioned in our mind to do yes we're gonna charm you with compliments yes you know i've called you beautiful thousands of times i've called you hot i've called you smart i've called you funny yeah one time, not too long ago, I told you I was proud of you. Yes. And you said that was like the fucking best compliment you've ever had. Yes. I've only had a couple people say that to me in my lifetime, like men besides my own mother. But yeah, like that is huge. Right. And it's not a compliment that you're going to get when someone's just trying to fuck you out. Exactly. You know, exactly. And, you know, I know that it's important. Um, I know how important it is, I guess I should say 
to give a genuine compliment to a man as well, because, you know, women might be thirsty for that type of thing, but so are men. And there's a lot of times they won't admit that they won't admit it. I'll admit it right now. I'm thirsty as fuck for compliments because I never get them. Yeah. But I don't let that really affect how I feel about that person. Yeah. You don't let it. Yeah. No. You don't let it determine. Oh, my God. Like you. You know what it means? It were... means that when I get a compliment, yeah. it's just that much more meaningful. He yeah. is 100 percent right about I can probably remember nearly every compliment that I've ever gotten. Just like a couple days ago. Yeah. Kristen texted me. She said, you know, are you going to start charging people that you're helping for their podcast yeah. and your coaching because you're so damn talented. Yeah. And just that alone almost made me fucking cry. I'm like, well, I've told you that myself. I know. Right? Yeah, like you're but I'm also, that. but I'm also not trying to fuck you. Like this is the person that, you know, exactly. I have a relationship with and I'm right. not saying that she doesn't compliment me, but it means so much more from the person that you go to bed with at night. Absolutely. You know? It does. It's amazing. It totally does, you know, but so. it's really good. And you actually did say something I want to go back on real quick is you don't let it determine like your attitude towards that person. Oh no. If you're no, not no. getting enough compliments or something, you're not holding it against, you're not holding resentment, you know, which is, I mean, that's stupid as fuck, but I do, I have had experiences with humans, right. grown ass men where they have their energy shifts if I didn't reciprocate the compliment with a blowjob. Like, <laughs> I don't fucking know even just weird shit like that where it's like, what, like, what? I mean, like, what do you want me to do? Obsess over the fact that you did this thing to your car? I mean, I don't fucking know. Like, what is it that you want me to do right now? Like, <laughs> how about I go make you dinner? How about that? Right. <laughs> you know, but yeah, no, the compliment thing, it's true. There is, there's... There's an expiration date, but I just think that men need to know women crave that shit. We do. We crave it. You do. There's also women who've just heard nothing but compliments, and so they don't take them seriously anymore. Yeah, I don't like, like that. Like, they kind of mean nothing, which, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. I'll still compliment you. Oh, thank you. So happy Father's Day to all the single dads and former dads and retired dads and happily married dads. If you're a dad, and even if you're a fucking shitty dad, happy Father's Day. Do better, you know? Yeah. <laughs> happy Father's Day to everybody. And thank you for everything you do for me and my family, Diana. Like, really, I can't thank you enough for just all the generosity you've shown me over this last couple of weeks. Like, you've really just made a huge impact in in this year where I've not doubted myself, but... It's been a hard year coming out of a pandemic and yeah. not not knowing who you are anymore. Yeah. And Kristen and I said it's like we kind of felt young that weekend of going to yeah. concerts and having some fun that you know the, the baby was with grandma. Yeah. And we really connected. And yeah, I, love I, it. I owe all that to you for this weekend. So thank you so much. You're so welcome. Everyone, make sure you follow us on the milfandmepod.com and our socials. Expect video very soon. Diana, we got to get on top of getting more reels out for people. They're so addicted to seeing our faces. <laughs> Before we get to video, we got to give them some teasers. How about that? That sounds good to me. We'll do it. I'm really excited for next week's episode. We got a very special guest. We've got a woman named Michelle Sorensen. She is an exotic belly and floor dancer. Mm -hmm. She's also a health coach. She's got a lot of great stories about 
being single and formerly LDS in this world of exotic sex dancing now. Wow. Really excited to hear her story. So everyone, yeah. make sure you tune into that. Super fun. Diana, I will see you next week. See you next week.